In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis and today we're going to explore the topic of sales. But if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you listen to us each week, then thank you and welcome back. But let me just say a few things about this show. Leadership Beyond Borders is about helping you become aware of the best leadership practices, leadership trends and thoughts around leadership. But we also talk about business issues that leaders need to be aware of in order to lead their businesses successfully in today's global marketplace. We cover a lot of subjects from data privacy to trust in leadership, and we have talked about a lot of trends and listened to a lot of advice in a lot of different areas. We also celebrate events. In last month in February, we celebrated Black History Month with an interview with Dr. Max Hilaire, Fulbright scholar, humanitarian, lawyer, and consultant from many countries as well as the United Nations. If you missed that episode, I urge you to go back and listen to Professor Dr. Hilaire. It was a great interview with him. But you can listen to all our interviews on Voice America Business Channel um, under Leadership Beyond Borders. You can download us, listen to us on iTunes and Google Play, get some great leadership stories and leadership advice. So reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Tell me what you want to hear about. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, tell me a little bit about your own story because we're always looking for experts and interesting guests. If you have a compelling business story, let me know about it. But listen to our show each week. If you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, if you're in a business owner, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now, on to today's episode, what I said was going to be talk about uh, sales today. And this is really funny. I got really excited when I started thinking about this episode because I began my career in sales in the late 80s. And when I went through sales training, it was a really structured approach. I think we had the IBM method back then. And the heart of the approach was questioning, fat finding, repeating, and closing. This structure was supposed to be the best in the world. But since then, the world of sales has changed. And what I learned when I was younger is really probably no longer relevant for today. And our expert's going to tell us about that. But this is something really important that C-suite executives have to keep in mind. Because if you learned sales the same way I did years ago, it's probably not the same and it's not relevant today. I mean, customers today don't want to spend 50 minutes telling you about their problems and then listening to you while you tell them how you can help them. And as consumers, and I know I'm a consumer, I spend hours researching products and services and I kind of pretty much know what I want before I even come in contact with a salesperson, but it still takes that right sales conversation or that right salesperson to actually help me buy. And of course, then there's social media that has changed the sales landscape. There's things like recommendations. I mean, recommendations came word of mouth years ago. Today, you can get recommendations from people, thousands of people you don't even know on the net. Okay, And all these changes make what used to be a simple process seem very confusing today. And we're going to talk about how the sales process has changed and what the expectations of salespeople are today. And our guest is Donald C. Kelly. And Donald has the belief that anyone can sell if they have the desire. Early on in his career, Donald struggled with sales, but through the proper training and coaching, he became a top sales performer. He has since taken upon himself to evangelize the message of effective selling to new and struggling salespeople and teach effective selling to 
entrepreneurs who want to close the deal or companies who have to improve their sales force. Donald has a popular sales podcast called The Sales Evangelist, and he works with companies in developing effective sales processes as well as training their teams. He's an award-winning sales and motivational speaker, and you can see some of his courses, his philosophy on www.thesalesevangelist.com. Com. And when he's not selling, he's spending time in Florida. And welcome, Donald. I wish I was in Florida today. <laughs> and um, <laughs> as I sit in Prague in minus four degrees, okay? Um, so welcome, Donald. And when you're not selling, you're spending time in Florida with your family. That's great. But welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here, Kimberly, and I wish you stay warm in Prague. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, Donald, let's, let's start a little bit about your story. I mean, how did you get to be this sales evangelist? Well, it started when I was a kid. I grew up in Jamaica, and one of the things I've always learned as a kid selling in Jamaica is that sales is, is just a part of life. We just went back recently, and seeing it in the day-to-day aspect, how people are going about doing their thing, you have to sell to survive, man. It's not like you can just get a college degree, and then you go you know, line up and get a, everyone's giving you a job. It's really difficult. So you find uh, you know, unique ways to sell, and ever since as a kid, I saw that. I just started doing it. I didn't see it as sales. I just saw it as making a living and, and enjoying and getting stuff for your family, and I started doing that as a kid. Then I came later on in my high school years and middle school years. I sold you know, different you know, candy and different things like that in school. And I got this bug of just being able to earn money, um, create my own and created little businesses in, college, in high school. And eventually I went into the professional sales side and started doing real world selling, so to speak, and had some struggles. And I came to realize I needed to get help. Um, and when I got the help, it was just like a hockey stick in my performance. So I would say my earliest experience started back when I was a kid. And it led to me coming into the professional world and realizing that there are many Donalds out there, many Kimberleys, many Joes or Lisas who start off in sales in some sort of or capacity with a business, don't have the necessary means of being successful and they need to get the guidance. And if I have learned it, a lot of great people help me. So it's my turn to give back. And that's how we do the podcast. And it's turned into a pretty healthy living. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Let me let me ask you a quick question because um that story is super, and uh, and I I was just thinking of a story um I had um and I grew up in the east coast of the states and uh, we had an art festival and I think I was like six years old and I tried to put drawings and I put them on my porch to try to sell them at the art festival and they sold because everybody thought it was so funny but <laughs> but um I guess my question is do you think do you think sometimes people have sales in the blood because you say everybody Everybody can sell. Okay? Do, do you think you kind of have to have sales in your blood or have that feeling or can you can you learn it? You know, some people are, we'll put it like this, selling is the ability to persuade or to encourage others, the way I like to look at it, encourage others to take action that's going to be in their best interest. Mm-hmm. And parents sell their kids on eating vegetables or kids sell their parents on why I should go to the dance or why mm-hmm. I should not be grounded. So it's ability to persuade. Are some people more naturally capable of persuading others? I feel that's so true. That is mm-hmm. the case. However, I feel even stronger that anyone can become an amazing persuader and to help others persuade themselves to take action that's in their best interest. And I feel that comes down to just following fundamental principles. My biggest headache that I had, um, Kimberly, was I thought that as a sales pro, I had to look a certain way or Mm -hmm. I had to sound a certain way or I had to follow what Hollywood said. I had to be this like beautiful, nice dress, you know, guy or Mm -hmm. your girl, beautiful, well-dressed girl and, you know, show everything, show your stuff out there. That's what the TV shows, right? And that's not the case because when people are great sales professionals, they come in all walks of life and all shapes and ideology and, and they just have conversations. They have an ability to help others to, I guess, to, to get persuaded. Um, it's probably mm-hmm. the word I've used it over and over again, but they have the ability to help others to see a need for change and to help uh, to facilitate that change. But the biggest thing that I feel is you must come with a desire. You could be, you could, you know, you can get all the training in the world, but if you don't have that desire, if you don't have a burning need or burning mm-hmm. as, a, a burning aspect inside of you, you're not going to be successful. And that's mm-hmm. why I guess I saw in my early years as a kid when my family was going out and hustling, doing their thing, they were trying to get money for food or to put stuff on the mm-hmm. table. 
So that kind of that that relentless drive. Anyone knows a Jamaican? They make fun of them because uh, Jamaicans make fun of ourselves. Because any Jamaican, <laughs> you find they probably have one or two jobs, and if they, they they don't have one job, they have two or three jobs. They always yeah. have some kind of other job because it's just in our blood to to hustle. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that, that's great. Yeah, well, I, I've always wondered that. It was a question I wanted to I always wanted to ask somebody about that. But I think you're right in that persuasion. But let me let's go let's go a little bit further that because sure. um, we talked about you know what was years ago and and it's changed. So I mean, persuasion, the way we go about sales or the way we go about it is is different today. And what what are the fundamental differences that you see? I think you hit on some of it in your introduction there. One of the biggest things that we've saw in the past is that the sales rep had all of the information. I believe that knowledge is power when applied. Um, we can know as much as we can, but if we don't apply it, then it's garbage. It's nothing. But there, there's something that happens when someone on one side has the information and they can act on that. As a sales pro, if, I, if you didn't have the access to the internet to be able to look at other vendors or to look at problems that may have caused your dishwasher to have broken, I am the plumber and I'm selling you, I'm going to sell you, well, you need a whole new dishwasher. Well, you know, I got one in the back of the car, actually, because if you don't keep this, it's going to mess you up. But if you were to do the research and realize, well, you don't need a whole new dishwasher, you can fix it by watching a YouTube video, by changing a simple part, you become more powerful in in that situation. The access to information and the ability to act on information is more vast today than ever before. And I feel that that's where the change has come. And I love it because now it separates the the top sellers or the people who can sell from those who are the, the, the hoodwinkers and the people who lie and cheat and steal. So you, the biggest thing is the access to information and being able to act on that. And the way that you fundamentally fix that or the way that you fundamentally help that is going back to the concept, which was from ages that you are selling to human beings. And Jeb Blunt has pushed this a lot. You see Daniel Pink has an awesome book, To Sell as Human. We have it in our nature to want to persuade. And it's important that we look at individuals, not just as transaction, but as a fellow human being and recognize that they have needs and challenges. And if you can recognize the basic human needs and challenges or the ability, the need they have to fulfill, feel fulfillment or to accomplish or fix problems, and you can help them by providing that proper education, you can realize that more than likely it'll come back to you as that source mm-hmm. for, uh, for everything else and you'll be successful. Like for instance, I just, before I jump on with you, I was just getting an opportunity, sending stuff out to our client, um, sent them a gift, they just signed on, but they found me by Twitter a year ago and they found my podcast and I personally reached out to them and now they turn, they've been digesting my content and now they became a client. Another one just signed up for a coaching session again, um, another coaching agreement. And it all came from just the fact that we built this humanistic relationship and I gave value and education. So I'm deemed mm-hmm. as the expert in their eyes. Make sense mm-hmm. on that? Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And it's a little bit what I said, uh, you know, in my own experience, I, I kind of get the information, but I still need that right conversation and that mm-hmm. right person to help bring me to that to that decision. Okay. And so that 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 means a little bit, Donald, that that may maybe those skills have changed because before years ago, you it was all about that product. Okay, selling yeah. that product and moving that person forward. And now, what kind are there softer skills in persuasion that we need, or, or what are you seeing? What makes that person better in this informed world as a salesperson? I think one of the biggest things is having empathy. I mean, when it's all come down to it, and I guess you can label that as under, under soft skill, but when you have an empath, when you have empathy for someone, you care for that person' well-being above the, your own well-being. It's almost like where the state of love exists, right? And mm-hmm. I feel that it sounds so cliche, but it makes so much sense. When one, when a company can put their needs second compared to the prospect's needs, I mean, obviously, you, everyone wants to make money, but when you can put your your need to make that money and recognize that the people that are going to help you make that money are your prospects and you need to help them, it fundamentally changed the whole dynamics of the relationship. It changed a company philosophy and it, it gives them, it gives new life and new birth in an organization. I feel that's one of the biggest change that we see, not just push features and benefits because if I push features and benefits about me and not necessarily about you and how I can solve your problems. Mm-hmm. That that sounds exactly right, Donald. We're gonna we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, I want to stay on that subject a little bit and talk a little bit more about technology, because when you're talking about empathy, then you know how do you do that 
not just in person now, but with the, you know, over the phone and, and there's so many different sales channels. How do you make that work? And that's what I'd like to talk about when we get back from our break. So we are, to our guests, we're talking, we're talking with Donald C. Kelly and he's the sales evangelist. And if you want to reach out to Donald, you can reach out to him on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram under Donald C. Kelly. You can go to his website, thesalesevangelist.com, and you're also on Facebook under, you have a Facebook page under Sales Evangelist, and you have a Facebook group, right, Donald, I see, on Sales Evangelist. Super. Okay, so you can reach out to Donald all these different ways, and when we come back, let's stay on that subject about how do you move people in a certain direction today, and how does technology play a role in that. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership trainer and business expert, founder of the Women's Leadership Academy 2020. I'm also the general manager of CINDA, the Search and Information Association in Europe. And please check out our upcoming digital conference in London, April 11th to 13th, and our province, our conference on e-privacy, e-privacy on April 13th. And you can see that under www.cinda.com, and you can reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Skilled migrants throughout the world can face a variety of challenges. Many times they settle for jobs that are below their skill level because their education and qualifications are not recognized. Do we need local experience in a global world? Join host Alma Besserton for the Global Workplace. We'll explore the issues being faced by migrants as well as showcase diversity and recognize the leadership and inclusion roles of some of today's top global organizations. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis. And today we are speaking with Donald C. Kelly, the sales evangelist. And Donald was telling us a little bit about his story, a really great story on how he got so enthusiastic about sales. And then we talked a little bit about the changes today. And and we talked to Donald a little bit about What's that kind of soft skill we need today? Because we're not product selling. We're, we're helping people come to the end of their decisions because they have so much information. It's so much information is available today that I need somebody just coax me along or push that envelope a little bit. And um, you talked about empathy. And that's great. But also, I have a question because we a lot of sales today with technology are done either on Skype or in video conferences or on phone calls. How do you do that in different environments and not just face to face? You know, very good question. I feel that there uh, there's several different things that you can do. Most of my clients, we work 
via you know like Zoom or Skype where we are wireless and we don't sit in front of each other. We do it via video conference or something like that. There's an interesting thing that happens with that. Again, to, to go back to the idea of persuasion and to the, the art of persuasion, which we've been doing for you know thousands of years, is by by being you know just caring for the human being and for um, letting you know understanding that there's human problems that we can help solve. People have pains and they need help solving that pain. When it when it comes to the web, I feel it's the same exact thing. You can give that empathy and let's even go to the idea. Let's just just use this this term, social selling. Oftentimes I hear, you know, salespeople, we get hung up on that. When it first came out, I was first was being used. I was really confused on it myself because I'm thinking, okay, well, social selling means it's selling my product online. So if I come on LinkedIn, they're going to be all these people. And if I post it, they're going to want to buy. They're going to, somebody's going to jump out and say, yeah, let me buy that. But that's not what the way it came about. I realized it was the same thing online as it was in person. Just like I build a relationship with someone, I can do the same thing on LinkedIn. So, for instance, if I saw that it's your birthday, everyone's going to do the same thing that LinkedIn says. By, you know, send Kimberly a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. What if I did something different to show my human approach? I realized that Kimberly, she is in Prague. She is, it's rainy a lot, right, this time of year. What if I went on Amazon, dropped a quick load of Amazon, um, you know, uh, umbrella. Uh, Kim, I'm sure you have mm-hmm. a bunch of these already. You're probably going <laughs> to want another one, but happy birthday. That shows another human approach, and I took it to yeah. another level, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I listened to you talking about that. I listened to the idea that you might be rainy. I listened to the idea that there may be some of these these things that you experience as a human being and help to bring that fulfillment. In your eyes, I see is I'm as somebody that cares about you as opposed to everyone just saying happy birthday on LinkedIn. I take that mm-hmm. conversation to another level. And, then, and I think it comes back down to listening. You can easier listen. It's almost, it's easier to listen nowadays, but people don't listen as much as they should. Mm-hmm. Repeat that one more time. It's easier to listen nowadays, but people don't listen as much as they should. And the reason why I say that is because people like you and me, we share so much of our lives on social media and we don't, and most of us don't listen to those things, those challenges and being able to speak to that. And we just jump in and wanted to make the sale. I should have, maybe I can jump on your social platforms and see what is she sharing that I can quote unquote listen to. And then come back and speak educationally towards or have a meaningful conversation towards. So I feel those are the things that kind of help you in a social aspect or whether it's on web or so forth. And especially body language and tonality. If you can see me right now, I am on my tippy toes when I'm talking. And I'm sure you can probably you can probably see me through my voice that I'm getting excited for it because of those things. And you would then be able to, you know, continue that conversation with me. Um, in in a in a virtual sense, and it's because you see me as a human being, and you're talking to me, and and having those things, and and that's those are some of the, the elements that kind of help to to enable a meaningful conversation, enable empathy, and enable opportunities to grow sales. Am I making sense on that? Yeah, that that makes so much sense because I was just thinking, you know, years ago, of course, part of the sales training process was listening, okay, because you had to listen and then mirror back what you're what your customer said in the traditional way. But today, we, we, we have so much information overload, okay, that um, what I'm hearing from you is that really listening, okay, not hearing, but listening, and then trying to find something different in that message is really one skill that'll make the difference in sales and that, or, or being able to help persuade somebody or bring them to a decision process and and then that's basic and that's what you're saying or is that yeah, what I'm hearing yeah no you're, you're right it's um, again you could, there's something about hearing and something is listening and I feel like you're saying there's a there's a difference with listening and it, it, it's uh it's it's in a sense that you become one of my friends Jared easily he has this term that he uses and I'm not sure if it's even a right a real word but I love it it's becoming a noticer um, where you be able to notice problems and you read between the lines. Um, people don't do something just to do it randomly. People do something because of a specific reasoning. So if I can read between the lines and see why you are doing something, I can better off. For instance, if your business is expanding, I can read between the lines and know that there's some inherent problems that you're going to have. Can I deliver value to you on that? Even if I'm selling you know, painting services, Maybe it's not that I need to tell you, well, you're moving into a new office, paint it. I'm going to say, I know some of the challenges moving into a new office. Here are some things that you can do to minimize those problems. I saw this blog post that might tie to you. I am speaking to that need. I'm reading between the lines. And then that's showing that empathy. 
and showing that, yeah, I'm listening to the things that you're doing. It so happens that you might look at my stuff and say, yeah, Donald is a painter. I am going to need somebody to paint me, paint my office in the future. Let me put this in my mental Rolodex. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. No, I, I, I get you. I hear you right away. And, and another thing, Donald, this says to me is that uh, we're, we've really, the, the definition of a salesperson or our thoughts of what a salesperson is has really evolved. I mean, because because of these skills, some of the skill changes, the, the ability to to really, uh, you know, work through all this information overload and hear your customer. Um, how has, do you, how the perception and the definition of a salesperson, ha- has that changed with all this? I think that the idea of a salesperson is still there where it's somebody that you look towards to mm-hmm. to get information. But here's one of the things that has evolved with that. Um, the I'm sure you've heard of the challenger sales um, selling mm-hmm. model. You know, one of the idea that they share is that you need to educate and challenge the status quo, challenge what people are doing right now. For years, people have come to the seller to gain information. And yes, people are looking to, online and getting more and more information, but we want to validate what we are learning and to see if it makes sense. So for instance, I don't necessarily need to go to you for some of the basic things, but I do want to go to you and hope that you can probably educate me on things that I don't know because I have this thirst for understanding and knowledge. So like say, for instance, there is a a term that's called the unconsidered need. And this comes from a book called The Three Value Conversation, remarkable book. But in this idea is that you can have, your prospect and they, they crave the idea of unconsidered needs, things that they don't necessarily know that you can share with them. And go back, let's go with me for like back in the you know, early 1100s up to the 1600s, people always thought that there was this idea of miasma, meaning that there was mm-hmm. bad air. So when a hospital was being, you know, after five years, they used to burn down hospitals because all the bad air would cause people to die. We now nowadays mm-hmm. know that's wrong and that's not true. But the unconsidered need at the time, if somebody came and said, well, what if I can show you a way, Kimberly, that you don't have to burn down your hospital and spend thousands of dollars to rebuild it? Would you be interested? Yeah, you're going to be interested. And if I was to share with you an unconsidered need, there are these things called germs. They're microscopic and they can't be seen by the naked eye, but they're causing the true problem. And if I'm able to share that with you, it's an unconsidered need. It's something that's not even in your mind, your realm of thinking. And right now, sometimes a prospect will go and do research. Uh, We might go on WebMD and get some information about why we are coughing. And we feel very strongly because of this new flu. But then if we realize it, somebody's able to help us educate us and share with the stuff that we have haven't necessarily thought about yet. They challenge the status quo, the way that we're thinking. We then come to look at this person as an educator. So in the mm-hmm. day, in a way of selling, there people are still looking to salespeople for knowledge. It's just that it's not easy and to to come out and give the basic knowledge anymore. They can find it online. It's challenging the status quo with education, understanding their business and business drivers. So mm-hmm. those salespeople, people who can do that, can have those meaningful conversations. They're the ones that are flourishing and are still finding success. So that's the way I feel that it's evolved as far as the sales rep or the seller, but salespeople mm-hmm. are still as vital, still needed, and that's how the seller has changed or should change. It's really what I'm hearing from you is it's really turned more personal because before it was about the product, and now mm-hmm. it's really about me as the person being able to help you as the customer and educate you. I really like that. That's really, it's, that's a really powerful image. And let me ask you this. So uh, me as a salesperson, I'm a salesperson now. How, how much are people using, how are the salespeople using, you know, things like Twitter and LinkedIn and Google email? I'm just on the process. I want to talk a little bit about the process. Are you seeing my preparation process as a salesperson changing? because my role has changed. You know, that it should. But what I often find, I, I mean, again, go back to this idea, the people who are performing and are doing well, they are. But some of the other, some sellers, well, let's back up a little bit. I feel that they're, that what we tend to see is because of the shift towards online or education or so forth, I feel that more and more, more to more now than ever before, people are not engaging in those opportunities to converse with somebody on a human approach. I will mm-hmm. find that if I was to ask 10 salespeople, which one would you want to do first? Send an email or do a phone call. You and I both know the answer. Probably yeah. 90% of them are going to say, I'm going to send an email first. 
when right. in actuality, I've come to realize in order to be successful, do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. If more and more people are sending emails, the chances of me getting a phone call going through increases significantly um, and getting a little better to connect with that person on a human approach. Or if, if there's an opportunity to continue the conversation via email, I, some more salespeople are doing that as opposed to taking the opportunity offline and say, can we jump on a phone call to talk a little bit more about that and having that, that, um, that connection. So I feel that though there's, even though technology is great and, and all of that, it can, in some way we, the sellers can find that as a crutch and find mm-hmm. it, that it holds them back from truly progressing or truly progressing their business opportunities or business relationship because I don't want a transactional approach. I don't want somebody to come with me and then to get done. I want them to have that deeper human connection so they might say, if I need this again, I am definitely going back to Donald because he or he knows me or I'm going back to Kimberly because she knows me as opposed to, mm-hmm. yeah, I just fin- finish a transaction with Kimberly and, you know, wham, bam, it's done and move on. The, and is that, is that kind of helping the guy to give him a little bit of answer to that? Yeah. I mean, that, that's an answer that I always wondered about. And I, and that's a perfect, you know, that's exactly what I was thinking about because it is, it, it, we have so much capability technology wise today that you actually, you know, with programmatic selling and things like that. um, But it doesn't, always work. I mean, it doesn't have that human effect. I know if I get from LinkedIn a thousand in-mails with stuff, I mean, unless it's something I really, really am interested in, I really don't read it. But if, Donald, you mm-hmm. call me and say, Kimberly, let's talk about getting your um, team trained, then you and I, will you'll have me engaged and interested in a conversation. So I think that it really did answer my, uh, my question quite a bit. Um, on that, are there any other tools that, that salespeople are either using today or not using today that maybe they should be or not using to try to you know, make, get to their prospects? Yeah, I mean, there are, I mean, as far as, I, mean, I, I love technology and you you and I both do. We're mm-hmm. talking across a big pond right now, the Atlantic Ocean. Right. Um, and we're, in, you know, utilizing technologies like this. I'm, I'm definitely a big proponent of it as well. Um, and, you know, different tools that are out there, um, they're like, for instance, I could just talk about some of the ones that I use a lot right now. Um, I use, a, I'm sure you've heard of Calendly. Calendly is a great way mm-hmm. to set up appointments. You know, Boomerang is an awesome tool. Um, HubSpot Sales has some great enablement tools there as well. I'm sure you heard Yesware. But some of these things, like, for instance, with Boomerang, I can send emails at different times of the day, at different times of the hour that can, you know, make it convenient for me and for my prospect. Um, and I think those are, you know, some easy way. Like I said, for instance, if I need to send to, I want to be the first one in your inbox, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be buried. So maybe I use Boomerang and send my email to get to your inbox at 5.30 a.m. because most people are going to get up and they're going to l- jump on their emails on the first thing. So I want to be top of your inbox. And so opposed to sending it at, at 8 p.m. the night before, um, I'm buried with everybody else um, that came in overnight. So you know, there's just some different thoughts like that. But yeah. one of the things that I feel that people often u- miss is, I think on your side of the pond, they call it the post or here, we call mm-hmm. it the mail, the snail mail. Utilizing a snail mail. If I see it's your birthday, try doing that. Those things. Can I? The likelihood of you some somebody sending you a birthday thing in a mail is like almost negative percentage compared nowadays. But if I'm able to do that to you, then I am a little bit ahead of the game. So. Yeah, and actually, that's funny because you know, I mean, it's February now. Christmas was just a couple, you know, six weeks ago. And um, what influenced me was the companies that I actually got real Christmas cards from. I mean, yeah. that was really nice. And and of course, that in Europe they still do that quite a bit. Um, and it just made you feel so good that somebody actually wrote that out, sent that out, posted it, and they were thinking about you. So that you know, there again, it's that human touch that we're talking about. But Donald, we're going to take a quick break again um and this has just been really exciting and when we come back i want to i want to hear a little bit about how you help companies with their entire sales process or their force and how you help individuals um get you know make themselves better salesperson and um some advice for our listeners out there 
So we're going to take a short break. And for our listeners, we are talking with Donald C. Kelly, the sales evangelist. And you can reach Donald at his website, www.thesalesevangelist.com. Donald C. Kelly is on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. And he's also on Facebook with the sales evangelist. And he has both a Facebook group and he is also has a Facebook page. So please reach out to him. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, leadership trainer and business expert and founder of the Women's Leadership Academy 2020. And you can reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Skilled migrants throughout the world can face a variety of challenges. Many times they settle for jobs that are below their skill level because their education and qualifications are not recognized. Do we need local experience in a global world? Join host Alma Besserton for the Global Workplace. We'll explore the issues being faced by migrants as well as showcase diversity and recognize the leadership and inclusion roles of some of today's top global organizations. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And we are speaking with Donald C. Kelly. And Donald is the sales evangelist. And we've been talking about the evolving, the difference of sales today um, compared to quite a few years ago. Donald's been talking about some of the tools. We've been talking about the soft skills that salespeople need today and some of the expectations customers and consumers have. So Donald, I'd like to I'd like to take come do a little helicopter view for a minute on, on a company, okay, and the sales process. Because the sales process, it seems to me like it's changed. Uh, in a lot of companies I see, there may be uh, a back office or a telephone sales for appointments and actually somebody who does something in person and then somebody else who does something else. Are you seeing that in some of the customers that you work with? Is the sales process chopped up a little bit differently? Yes, it is. Um, and I think it's a good thing. I think, it, well, I'll put it back like this. I think it depends on your industry. But for the most part, I would say it's a good thing. Let me tell you why. Right now, what typically happens when I went into most companies, and you probably saw this too, I was getting paid, you know, base salary, 40000 you know, forty fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year. You're getting a base salary. Break down that, you'd look at the math. It's like, you know, 300 plus, you know, all these money, forgot how much money that is per hour. You can break it down depending on where, you know, how many hours a day you work. But let's just say it's, let's just say $200 an hour just to be, you know, flat with some salaries. You're paying somebody $200 an hour and this person, their job is to, um, maybe that's too high, but you get the point. (laughs) (laughs) But what happens now is that the sales rep is going out and they're prospecting. It takes them five hours um, per day to do some prospecting, cold outreach, and then they are able to find three leads. 
um, three good leads. So break down the cost of those leads. Um, that becomes super expensive now, right? Just the yeah. cost of leads. And then the acquisition of that lead converting over into becoming an actual buying prospect, say one out of them. So a third of them is closing and a good sales rep, maybe they'll get two every once in a while. So look at the time frame and how much that sales rep is doing. And now after she closes to get that client, she closes a deal and then she, her job is to maintain the account and to continue to nurture that lead. Yes, can someone does do that? Yes, that's true. We've been doing that for years. But is it the most effective way of selling? And I would beg to differ and say it's not the most effective way of selling. However, if you were to do a team approach where you have someone who's in business development or sales and you know sales outreach, or even before that, you have somebody in sales, uh, you know, the research phase where they're researching and finding the ideal customer, doing some of the human approach, then they get the opportunity to become a you know a conversation like you know well now Lisa's company is ready for a conversation. Um, can you go ahead and qualify them? You know, in in some way. So the inside sales is qualifying this person. They found them. They found that they, you know some triggers that Lisa's company is evolving. They're growing. They have in a new location. That's one of the triggers in our company. So then, therefore, let's go ahead and reach out to them. Business development reaches out, qualifies them, gets an appointment, and then the sales rep comes in and actually builds the value, have the meaningful conversation, persuade them to change the status quo and to evolve and to buy a new product or service. And then finally, your onboarding team is able to take care of them and nurture that account. It's not to say the person who had the most interaction with them, which is the sales rep who closed the deal, is not going to continue to have the opportunity to come converse with them. But it just doesn't make sense to have your sales rep to mm-hmm. you know, work on technical problems after they sign up or to be the one spending, you know, spending all this time to develop this opportunity and you, you end up spending $600 on a lead that doesn't pan out. It doesn't make sense. And and the idea now is to break that up and to segment people into the areas that they work the best in. Mm-hmm. Now, in, if worst case scenario, say your sales rep does leave, that person is less likely, the client's less likely to leave with them because your accounts have been stabilized by multiple folks on your team. Um, it, it, it does many different things and it also helps you to work smarter and not harder. Your sales reps now are able to focus on the things that they, they need to do the best um, to become effective. And that's one of the ways I've seen it evolve. It's, uh, you know, you can utilize technology to go even further. And, I've, and I can see how AI, artificial intelligence, are going to be able to take some of those roles, you know, to find the opportunities and to see the trigger events and to bring those to the table can help the seller to close even further, uh, faster um, in, as we go further down the line in, you know, years to come. But that's something to look, up, look for in the horizon. But I f- really feel very strongly is that... Um, you need to make sure you focus on the things that matter most and you need to optimize your sales performance. And now you can truly identify where problems are truly being caused as opposed to just, you know, having one person take care of that whole thing. It's just so much work for one individual. Can they do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should they do it? I don't think so. Mm. And it's the length, right? Isn't it? The length of time too, because yeah. I mean, it, it seems that the, the entire decision, pre- so the selling process and decision-making process is a little bit longer today and um, because it's a little bit more complicated. And one person, as you said, the ROI for the company on sending one person to do that old process is, is not that great. So that makes that makes a really lot of sense. And I just like to touch on the AI um, because I, I just think, I personally think this is such a in, great area and we're going to be able to use it with pros, uh, prospecting tools and predictive analysis and things like that can really, really support the sales process in the future. Do you have, are you seeing customers from your, your, your customers, are they using things, uh, are they using AI yet? Yeah, you know, that's something I see that people are utilizing. Um, A lot of my clients, you know, they're small organization. They haven't gotten that far yet, but I see a lot of the larger organization, they're taking advantage of that. I'm sure that you've heard of folks like Gong.io, where they did some research recently and showed that – you know, AI was able to help them identify after analyzing a bunch of sales calls. I forgot how many, 25, 40,000 sales calls and realize some of the things that we are talking about right now are true, that people, sales reps need to talk less and the prospect need to talk more um, in, you know, to, to migrate this conversation into a into business uh, for the organization. And so those are some of the things that I, I'm seeing. And, and I think people are inadvertently applying the knowledge of these um, AIs, but not a lot of folks are utilizing them to the, on the full capacity yet. Um, mm-hmm. And even if you look at the idea of a bot, some, that's just an easy yeah. one. That's an artificial intelligence. You program these bots. 
and they can have some of the initial conversations that people usually have. Like, I call you up, what's your store hours? Or, you know, what kind of products you sell? You know, I, I connected with some folks on some brick and mortars on linked on uh, Facebook recently through the messenger. And it was amazing. As soon as I connected, they gave me a lot of those you know, FQAs, frequently, FAQs, yeah. excuse me, frequently asked yeah. questions in the sense where it was like, you know, these are store hours and this is, you know, blah, 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 which one do you want? And you can have some conversations essentially with that. So you can utilize that to the early stage of the process, which then leads, uh, segment people into the right area to get the information they need the most or want to get the most without having to go through the rigmarole of, um, of finding your number and calling and getting put on hold and things like that. So there's different, different ways yeah. you can take the minutia out and then when they do want to have the meaningful conversation, give them the option to then talk to you. Yeah, and I, I think that's great advice. That's really great advice for, for companies. You know, what, what you've just put together, if I summarize it, is, is break up that sales process so that the people out there are really getting to have the human touch and close the sale and do prospecting and, and preparation in different departments. And then also, Donald, there's also the customer service, the backup afterwards, which is so important today. And um, do you see that as part of the sales process too, the customer service backup? Yeah, I mean, that is yeah. a it's a huge part. Um, yeah. the, the client success, customer service, you really do have to have that. And I think even more so than ever, because you recognize, again, that people are, you mentioned it at the top of the episode where you're talking about reviews or, you know, the the idea of people giving feedback online and, and so forth. That's so big nowadays. Yeah. Um, somebody could go and easily post on Facebook and say, you know, say something. But you, you need to make sure you can have that a meaningful way of doing that. So here's what I would recommend. Here's what you should do. In that sales process, is there a way that I can have a smooth handoff with that client success team? Or can my client success team, instead of just making it like a back-end folks and say, oh, those are just like, you know, we just got to have a customer service department. Those are the people that are going to interact with them forever now from now on out. How can I make sure that onboarding relationship is smooth as butter? That's just like, it's so nice that they're going to be like, man, I cannot leave this organization. I will feel like I'm giving up so much if I do leave. And and that's where you, you know, what that's where companies can, can look at. And also making sure sales and those guys talk and communicate, have more interaction. Now, the last thing that we would like is to create silos. I, I say mm-hmm. this in a sense that we yeah. divide these things, but we provide it in a sense where we have team. I play fo- uh, soccer, your side of the pond, we call it football, okay. right? You know, on a team, you have to have that smooth transition. The defenders have to know what their their job is to stay in the back and to keep protect the goal, right? You have the goalie. His job or her job is to stay in that that area there. She comes out or comes out to the pocket a little bit. You have the midfielders. They go up and they blind with the strikers, but they come back and help with the defense. Depend. And these strikers, their job is to score. Main thing is to score. I've had situations where I had to leave defense. I'm pretty fast. So my coach would say, Donald, if you have a breakaway, get it. And the defend the midfielder now drops back into my position. I go up into a midfield role and, and potentially go for a strike or go for to shoot a goal. The reason why I was able to do that and my team was able to do that effectively because we communicated across all borders. If I just said, well, I'm not leaving defense. I'm staying right here and I'm staying right in this little bubble. I'm not leaving out of this. This is your fault. You know, we can't have silos. We have to be able to communicate yep. and get out of that. But we work in our areas so that we can maximize our performance and the team can score. The team can win. And sales performance and sales enablement need to do that better. Marketing and uh, business development and, and the sales uh, folks who are closing the deals and the onboarding team need to have regular communications and to evaluate what's working and what's not working. And oftentimes, it's the littlest things that cause the biggest issues. Mm-hmm. So they need to be able to make sure they can fine tune and find those issues and fix them. Yeah. And it's all about teamwork, isn't it? That's true. That's really, really great advice. And let me just ask, uh, so that was super advice for our leaders out there listening to, to build that team. And everybody has their job, but everybody contributes to the the common goal, okay, which is the sale. And on the individual basis, um, quickly, what about training? Is there anything special that you would have to say because you train sales reps? So is there anything that P- companies and leaders have to pay attention to to train them correctly today? Yeah, I, I, I absolutely love it. I love sales training. The thing that I find, though, is, is that we still live in this 
this idea like, uh, you know, somebody in, in some countries, people have mental illness or mental um, problems and, you know, they just say, well, they're just kind of crazy. They're just kind of mad. They'll be fine, you know, but you got to you gotta address that stuff. And I'm not saying that sales seems crazy, but sales, they're, not, they're just not going to grow out of it. And some people mm-hmm. will become better. They're going to improve. But why just leave that to chance or leave that to chance? Your sales rep need that guidance. They need processes. And too often, especially in small organization and large organization do this too, where they hire salespeople and they have this idea or the expectation that magically they're going to learn. Magically, mm-hmm. it's going to happen and it can't. <laughs> Never leave something to chance. You need to be able to get down to the detail. You need to have a process that everyone knows what to do because that helps you to scale. That helps you to bring on someone and bring down a cost of, of, you know, of ramp up so much quickly. If that person, if you have a proven model, they can follow. And companies that I work with, I absolutely love it. I get a chance to go in there and I can uh, look at the, identify what's working and what's not working. Help them to create a process together as a team. We work together to develop that process that's most effective. What are some of the sales enablement things that we can give a certain different stage of the process that can help the, that prospect become even more um, uh, believe, uh, trustworthy of you? And that can help you uh, to, to guide them down the path even further uh, quickly in a journey. So we do different things like that. And then we train their sales teams. And one of the newest things that we started realizing is I break up the sales process now where, just like I told you, I have saw some of my companies that have these reps they are paying sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Instead of having their reps being the ones out there trying to, um, you know, prospect they've outsourced their prospect to us and we've started doing business development so it's it's been great i've seen that so i think that's great i think that's great advice for us to 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 end on also donald it's been it um really a fantastic pleasure and a lot of fun we could have a conversation for another hour (laughs) i'd say but um (laughs) i think that's some some super advice for our listeners because we have listeners who are both salespeople and managers and um with that, I'd just like to tell our listeners, if you need more information from Donald, please reach out to him. He's on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Donald C. Kelly. And then his website is thesalesevangelist.com. And he also is on Facebook with a Facebook page and a Facebook group. And with that, thank you so much, Donald. It's been such a pleasure having you. And it's been a really lot of fun for me to talk about sales because I haven't really thought about it in quite a few years. <laughs> and um, and a great advice for everybody. So thank you for being with us today. And it was an absolute honor. So thank you. Thank you. And for our listeners, um, I have some cool stuff coming up also. In uh, April, from April 3rd to 5th, I'm going to be presenting in Banff, Canada at VendastaCon. And there's a banner on my landing page where you can register. It's a digital it's a digital conference in Canada. And then I'm also going to be at LocalCom in London a week later, uh, April 11th through 13th. And that is another digital conference. And we're going to be covering some things on sales there, Donald. So um, for our listeners, if you'd like to to come to either of those conferences, you can go to the banner on my landing page or you can go to www.cinda.com and please reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail. You can go to my website at globalbusinesstherapy.com. And please remember that Leadership Beyond Borders is a program sponsored by Global Business Therapy, SRO, and the Women's Leadership Academy 2020. And with that, as I do each week, I'm going to end today with my leadership word for today. And it's quite obvious what that word is. It's all about sales. So thank you and tune in to us next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.